Hey guys, back on the podcast today, I've got Richard Collins from Physique Co joining me, so I'll let you introduce yourself. How you doing? So, uh, my name is Richard. I am a well, I'm the uh, co-director at the Physique Code, which is a body composition company. Uh, we're based in Burragoon. Basically, we specialize in making people look better through strength training and through diet. Uh, we've had the business for about five and a half years now. Um, myself, I've been a trainer for what are we now? Fourteen. It'll be almost fourteen years. Wow. In, yeah. Uh, at the at the end of this year, so we've been in the game for a while. So um, yeah, hopefully today I can hand down a few key points for people and try to fast track uh, coaches and athletes' uh, progressions. Cool, man. Um, I actually I, I first started following you when you used to work out at Plus Fitness mm. back in 2015 when I first started training. Really, yeah, um, yeah. When I first started it's a weight training, time ago. yeah, yeah. So I remember the, uh, seeing you guys around there. And then um, I think you were doing some stuff um, at Power Fitness in Bibby Lake at some stage. Was that right? Yeah, there that's some classes there. That's actually where Physique Code started. So, oh, really? Yeah. So what yeah. We, we had run a um, Alice and I both had our own businesses, and um, we sort of uh, created a group class called Strength Camp, where we yeah. would sort of pick. We'd run it two days a week, and we'd pick um, uh, like an upper and a lower body exercise uh, for like a Monday, and then two other exercises on a Thursday. And we would just uh, sort of work it around the 15 to 20 rep mark in week one. And then over a period of uh, six or eight weeks, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, we would slowly decrease the rep ranges and just yep. use a predicted one ma- uh, rep max and then see you know, how strong we could get them week by week into the final week. And if the, the person was skilled enough, we'd do a one rep max. Otherwise, we'd use a predicted one rep max calculator and uh, try to get people as strong as we could. So... That's how it actually all began. Wow, there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. that's when I first started following you. Like, yeah, like it seems like a lifetime ago. Oh, mate, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was a lot smaller. <laughs> <laughs> you, had a, you had a bigger beard, too. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, wow. So um, what got you started off in the fitness industry? Um, PE was probably the only subject I was good at in school, uh, PE and legal studies. So I enjoyed it. Um, I have uh, an athletic background, so I grew up playing at a high-level basketball, um, but I'm not very tall, as anybody that's seen me knows, so that kind of was short-winded. But yeah, so I've always enjoyed it, and I ended up, um, in high school, I ended up with a very, very good mentor who was the strength conditioning coach for the Hawthorne Football Club. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so I ended up doing... uh, ASCA level one and uh, diploma in sports, advanced diploma in sports development, which was a two-year course at TAFE under him um, and did work experience with him, with the uh, with the football guys, with the VFL and the AFL guys, and it sort of just carried over. It's just, you know, I started enjoying it, enjoying it, moved into a gym, um, and yeah, I guess the rest is history. It's just it's all, it's the only guy. thing I've ever done and, it's, you know, what I still to this day enjoy doing as much as I did 15 years ago. Mate, I love that. That's, uh, you know, that's... Just speaking up, man, I'm, I'm only young in this industry. It's my fourth year now, but, yeah. you know, I just, it gets better. Yeah. Just, you get, you help more people, you learn more, and just prior to recording this, we're talking about the importance of just coming back to fundamentals. Yeah. Because um, where I started off working um, as a PT in my very first gig, they were very overcomplicated of everything. And then once I left there, I was like, fuck, it's actually a lot more simple, way. Eh? Yeah. You just break stuff down, just take your time with clients and... Like you said, helping people be more compliant on things. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so yeah, sorry that went off track a bit. No, but yeah, talking exactly about how that, um, uh, how from we start and then we are now, you can just enjoy more. 
Yeah, and I um, I had put up, uh, I actually put up an Instagram post the other day about that where uh, you, you start off really basic as a coach because you, you don't know a lot, um, and then you sort of start going through research and you start going through, you know, you start watching videos on, uh, well, back in my day it was magazines, but, you yeah. know, now it's YouTube. And, 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 yeah, yeah, YouTube, and it was the forums back in the day. Um, yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and now it's, you know, YouTube or Instagram or whatnot, and you start learning, you know, all this sort of advanced technical uh, terminologies and, and methods, and, you know, you start applying them to clients, and um, it's all well and good, and then, you know, as you start, you know, you get past that sort of bell curve where you realize that a lot of these people, that's not what they need, you know, they, they need to just have, you know, slight progressions and, you know, whatever they're doing at the moment, trying to make sure it's, a, you know, enjoyable for them and sustainable for them, and just the simpler it is, generally the results uh, get better and better, so... Um, yeah, it is, it is something, it's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned through my time in this industry is, um, simplicity, simplicity will always win regardless of the client, you know, whether it's yeah. a, you know, whether it's a strength athlete like yourself or, or, you know, a, a mom that's never been to the gym before. Um, it's going to be the same concept. It's just, you know, the art of coaching of, um, you know, having experience to know how to adapt certain principles to certain lifestyles and, um, and I think that's where that's where the job gets a little bit complicated. But um, I think, you know, with the more experience that you get and, uh, you know, the more experience you have different clientels and, and the better you get at teaching the fundamentals, the better the coach you become. 100%, man. And like, like I said, um, something that would probably relate back to that would be, uh, you know, Bruce Lee saying like, um, you know, you can, he's more afraid of the guy who knows one kick who's practiced it a thousand ten thousand yeah. times versus one guy that knows a thousand different kicks yeah absolutely. And, so, um, <clears throat> and and back on the coaching perspective how it's the less cues you can use the better coach you absolutely. are absolutely 100 percent. yeah you know if you got to tell 20 cues they're gonna confuse themselves <laughs> yeah. and probably fall over during a squat whereas you know if you can if you can knuckle down on three to four cues explain what they mean before they uh, attempt to set then um, all you got to do is you can narrow it down to one word and say you know they know that word means do this and then you can sort of simplify things again so um, yeah it's exactly right and it's it's crazy nowadays to watch um, how simplistic my dieting and training is uh, compared to what it was six and seven years ago but yeah. it's also even crazier to see how much better the results that you know we're able to get now with people compared to seven or eight years ago less big words and more results is uh kind of how it's been yeah i love that man let's yeah. um <clears throat> let's go over some examples of like uh things that you i don't know you don't have to share this if you don't want to but some things that you used to do versus things that you don't do now in ways of um uh like you said training or nutrition yeah um i think with uh you know, an option with nutrition would be, you know, I used to think that there was, you know, magic in hormones with dieting. I used to think that there was, you know, magic with carb cycling and, and things like that. And, you know, the insulin response is going to, you know, change body composition and whatnot. And, you know, the, the more you realize that, you know, a lot of the time eliminating or keeping carbohydrates super low on a client um, decreases their adherence massively performance as well yeah at 100 percent. so you know when we look at it here and we say okay cool let's just find you know what they whereas nowadays i will look more at, instead of saying to them um you know we got to do this because we got to keep insulin low and that's going to help fat loss and blah 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 and you know getting them to do a diet that, that they're they're going to be unable to sustain you know nowadays we sort of look at it and go okay cool let's have a look at you know your current diet and let's try and create something that we know is going to put you into an energy deficit um eating 
roughly the same foods that you are now because that's going to be easier for your lifestyle. Um, and, you know, it may not be the perfect 100%, you know, nutritious diet. However, it's a progression from where it was before. Yeah. And they're starting, you know, they're, they're getting the result that they're after, whether it's weight loss or fat loss or, or, or whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, what I find is, is when we do that, um, their buy-in becomes a lot higher because they're getting results. And then, then you can sort of start adjusting and changing things a little bit more um, as needed as you progress and as you educate them. Um, so I think that's been a huge, a huge thing nutritionally, which would be, you know, again, going back from this is the way you have to do it um, and trying to impede what I've read and what I think is the right way. And, you know, that's the way to go compared to now being a lot more um, flexible in the approach to, to make sure clients, you know, can actually, you know, actually stick to, a, to an energy deficit, um, you know, which is hard enough as it is and tracking is, can be annoying enough as it is. So, you know, we want to make it as enjoyable as we possibly can for them. Man, I think you nailed it right on the head there. Just like, make it enjoyable for the client. Yeah. You now, if you, if you've been saying that they want, they know they're progressing on, um, to it might not be perfect, but that doesn't matter if they're enjoying it, right? Yeah. And they're um, enjoying the process. They keep coming back. They keep going, all right, cool. What can we improve on next? And they get excited about the results. I think that's a, you know, one of the best things about this job or career, if you even call it a job, um, because you enjoy it so much, you just see, by seeing that progress, it makes you enjoy yeah, it more. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and it's, you know, uh, one of my mentors, Alan Aragon, was explaining it he, when I was having a chat with him a couple of weeks ago. And he was, he, you know, he was saying it, it's, it is almost one of those things that comes with maturity because as you get older, you start to realize social situations a little bit better. Whereas like when you're, you know, when you're a newer PT, generally newer PTs are, you know, you've been to 18 to 21 or 22 and, you know, they, they haven't dealt with a lot of the, um, lifestyle factors. Yeah. With the lifestyle factors that, you know, parents have to deal with, or, you know, as you get older, uh, have to deal with, you know, for them, it's all about, you know, people they surround themselves it's all about lifting it's all about bodybuilding and 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 there's a there's a big chunk i think of uh trainers that are to have that mentality which is i mean it's not a bad thing but um as a coach you need to be able to um look outside of what you believe in and what your own scope is and i think as you mature you start to understand you know like going out for dinner uh or having dinner at your family's house. Having a glass of red wine. Yeah, every Friday night, you know, and things like that, and saying, okay, cool, you know what, if you take pizza out of their diet, then, you know, they're going to start dealing with social pressures and and things like that that are going to lower adherence. So, you know, we maybe just need to find the best way to get them a lower-calorie pizza or find them a lower-calorie option. Oh, man, how good is pizza, though? Yeah, pizza is good. Pizza is (laughs) delicious. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and again, um, finding finding that way that works best for them. Absolutely. Um, And what you're saying about how you get those people that – Especially in the industry. I, I was like that myself, right? Yeah. So, oh, we all were. Yeah, yeah, don't take, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all were. <laughs> uh, I've got some funny stories, actually. So, like, um, uh, where I used to work at, um, they believed if you used the microwave, you were evil. Or if you had gluten, you'd die. Or if you drank dairy, you'd explode. Oh, yeah. So, like, don't, use the, don't use the lids of coffee cups. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. use plastic. Yeah, or, like, yeah, drink uh, like tap that, water. Yeah. You'll just, you'll, you'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just yeah, like, yeah. in the back of my mind, I was like, this is all horseshit. But I was like, you know, when you're in something, like, I'll just, I'll just, yeah, just yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. And again, that just they, it changes people's lifestyles too much. And there's a certain client, there's a certain clientele, I'm sure, that can stick to it and get amazing results. Machines, um, robots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and but I think for the vast general population of people, uh, trainers clientele, it's not going to work. So, exactly, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Like it might work for six weeks, but what do you yeah. do after that? I mean, when I, you progress them onto, can't progress them onto like 
I need the microwave. Yeah, so I would yeah. last the day. I need the microwave. Same here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I need to cook my oats in the morning. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't like I remember. I'll be able to eat at work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to tell my clients, I oh, you know you can't have um, oats because you can't cook in the microwave or something. Yeah. I'm like what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now if I told that to myself, I'd like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Absolutely. You yeah. Know, I got plenty of clients. I got uh, one of my clients who's a few days out from the the ICN at the moment. Yeah. You know, and she's uh, she's still eating. Normal food she eats in her off season, you know, it's just obviously the intake's a little it's bit just low. Tweaks, tweaks. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, she's still eating, you know, all the fruit, all the oats, all the, you know, if there's a, if she's fitting into her her calorie intake, and it's not as much now, but you know, she's still fitting in some sweets so she doesn't go crazy and helps her adherence, and um, you know, they're still shredded to the bone, so you know, it works. That's what matters, just, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, they're looking it's, good it's, and they're eating well. It's the adherence that's the main thing that yeah. you've got to get right with clients. Yeah, um, which takes communication. Mm. I think that there, yeah. mate. How important is that? I think the one thing, big thing I've learned again, only over a short period of time, but just um, the importance of understanding how to communicate with the client. Yeah, um, and listening to them too. Yeah, like absolutely. just being able to listen and hear what they say and hear why they're saying it, not yeah. just exactly the words they're saying it, but try see underneath what they're trying to say absolutely yeah um yeah that's a big big thing it, it's a huge thing and i think you know because it, when the better and i think and again coming back to it i think a lot of the art of coaching comes with maturity um you know and i think there's just situations that as the trainer the coach grows as a person you know you start to understand clients a little bit better and start to understand situations um that they're having a little bit better and i think you know when when you're able to adapt and understand and create um you know, create either diet or training programs that, you know, can revolve around that, um, the results that you start getting become better and better and better. I love that. Yeah. Like, that's so true. Um, yeah, it's just, it's amazing how, how simple it can sound, but how easily you can overcomplicate. And I think that's a good message for any listeners who are new in the industry is don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like I'm, uh, a friend of mine now, she's just uh, she's just started in the PT industry and she's doing a mentorship thing and yeah, she's getting bombarded with all this different stuff. And I yeah. was like, who are these mentors again? And I'm like, just be careful how much they're telling you because how much of that you might actually know yeah. and how much you might actually need to use is like a very small amount. I think I think there's a I think there's a big thing in the industry now where um, people teach to sound smart. Yeah, they're not. So there's a difference between teaching and I'm saying this I do a lot of mentoring with trainers um, and this is just one thing that I come across seeing you know what other trainers have learned and from other mentors and whatnot is that you know people teach to sound smart so they're not teaching to help the trainer they're teaching to show how much they know it's um, unfortunate isn't it yeah, yeah. so and, and I mean it's not it's not that it's wrong information it's just also it's like you know have a look at your target market you know if you, if you those clients you exactly like that too. if you if you're if you're if you're teaching a, a coach um, that is working at Good Life or Fitness First or, or somewhere like that that's dealing with general population and moms that just want to lose a little bit of weight, you know, is understanding and having to know um, how many total weekly set, how many total sets weekly is going to be max for um, recovery compared to what's going to be the minimum effective volume, you know, whereas that stuff is it, all correct and there's a place for it, but, you know, it's also, te- you know, people need to learn that, you know, let's just show how to regress an exercise and progress a squat. So, you know, right, basics. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and um, you know, and be able to, you know, help them move better and be more stable. And, you know, those things are all 
progressive overload. You know, those things are all just simplicity that um, is going to get clientele results that, um, you know, you don't have to go into, you know, read every single study and, and, and whatnot to, you know, to be a good, to be a good coach. And you know, that knowledge is there, but I think, you know, the, the bigger aspect for general population clients is the art of how you deal with them and understanding how to, you know, um, you know, regress exercises, progress exercises, learn how to understand their lifestyles, learn how to, you know, teach them to progress and be sustainable at the same time. What injury, things yeah, like that. Exactly, yeah, exactly, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, and, you know, understanding all those things, I think, is a lot more important yeah. um, for a trainer to know than it is for to know, you know, along, depends on who your clientele is, obviously, but for the majority of personal trainers, you know, that are, that are dealing with that sort of clientele, um, to, you know, not... Because I, th- I have a you have a tendency to see a lot of coaches just train clients in the way that um, the that they train. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and everybody's got three sets of ten. Everybody's a, everybody's training like a bodybuilder um, or powerlifter. Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's probably an argument that the powerlifting method is actually great for general population clients because yeah. it teaches compound movements oh, and mate. teaches you how to move. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, and if you can regress those exercises, it, it, it's a fantastic method to train yeah. um however probably one rep max is for for so karen been training for under a year yeah yeah exactly it might not be the best idea <laughs> yeah um but you know and, and, like and a five rep max or a ten rep max yeah exactly yeah, and, you know and be able to test strength and just try to progress it some way shape or form every yeah. single week and stick to a diet and enjoy it and whatnot and you know the results they see are going to be better than um you know anybody will have ever wished for yeah. Um, so yeah. So again, coming back to it, I think it's just simplicity. You know, that first point that we had said about you know keeping things simple is always the best way to go. Um, and yeah, so I think uh, that is you know the number one thing that people need to learn and take away. I think as a coach to to be a better coach is to just don't get caught up in the technical jargon and you know listen to your clients like you said and communicate with your clients. Yeah. And, and get the you know just. Do the best with what you can and it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to you know be better or some sort of progress in some sort of way love it bit of empathy too find that goes a long way you know, yeah it does you can, yeah. like you, there's times to be hard on people if they if they're a good goal and they're like oh you know i just didn't feel like going for a walk today it's like well, you know we want you want this goal do you yeah, really want yeah. it and there's times where like i don't know god forbid their dog passed away or something you're like okay it's okay it's okay to be a bit upset and not train and not eat yeah 100 percent. and i think you know you gotta pick and choose your clients and understand you know their situations and if for somebody that's coming in that just wants to feel a little bit a little bit better you know if they miss a workout you know you can say well we'll try to stay consistent or just swap it for a walk or something like that you know whereas if you've got like a uh a bodybuilder for example that's you know three or four weeks out from a from a show and they just they a loaf of bread. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta be a little bit harder on <laughs> yeah but again yeah and that also i think comes down to understanding the clients and you know knowing knowing their goals and knowing you know what it means some people value health and fitness a little bit less than others and you know even if they're going to the gym you just got to sit back and say look i i can appreciate that they're making time and investing to do this um they may value other things in their life more and if that's the case then that's fine yeah, um, but, showing you know, up, I'll put the work in. Exactly, you know, yeah. I'll I'll work with what they're willing to work with. Yeah, um, and it doesn't it may not be perfect, but we can still definitely improve some of their health markers or 
improve their quality of life in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, vastly different with different types of clientele. But yeah, you got streams and you got your... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, just want to feel a bit better. And I think, yeah, and I think the better you get at, you know, understanding, not pushing somebody to get, to go out of their comfort zone or out of their value realm, basically. Um, you know, because then, you know, if they are going, constantly going out of what they value, and you, you'll find that, you know, they'll start... Resistance. hating it yeah they'll yeah. start hating it and they'll start getting upset about uh, upset with themselves and things like that and that's when they're having value clashes so you know you just got to be able to you know be understanding and accepting of what of what the client uh, the client's needs are compared to what they're willing to put in and again it's just you got to do the best you can with what you can work with 100% man couldn't agree more um, something along the lines of that I got taught from uh, Stefan Ivan from Clean Health back, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. back when I first started PT I haven't spoken to him in years he's a yeah. great he's a smart dude he's, he's a cool a super, dude yeah man, man he's a yeah. super smart dude when I first started PT like just well, while I was still sitting my PT course did um, just some one on one mentoring with him online um, doing video calls and one of the thing, one of the biggest takeaways over everything he said to me that still sticks with me to this day is just um, don't pit him more than what your clients want to put in yeah. Um, because if you do, if you put in more, you end up just stressing yourself out about things you can't change. Yeah. Um, and yeah, similar to what you're them out as well. Yeah, exactly. Because like, they feel like, like they're letting down, yeah. and you're like, you feel like you're letting yeah. them down. And it's just you gotta, you just gotta understand that you're gonna get clients that, are, like you said, that are really invested into their goals. Yeah. You get clients that are partially invested, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, everyone doesn't have to be. They're that. still. It's better than nothing, you know, because there's yeah. a lot of people that you'll never ever see that just don't care at all about, about yeah. what they do and you, you know you'll never see those people so at least these people are turning up to the gym yeah. um, and trying to invest uh, you know something into into the results and a lot of the time you know I feel like you have to create wins for the for the client you know because I think they again like we were saying if you if you're putting too much on them and they feel like a failure they're not going to enjoy it if they don't enjoy it they're not going to keep doing it so you know if you can create small wins for clients you know whether it might be try to get an extra 500 or 1,000 steps in a day, which is, you know, just a small target or, or, or show them that it's they're... a rep on that bike Yeah, show them they're seven. progressing in the gym or they've yeah. lost, you know, whatever their goal is, you know, and if you can create small wins for them, uh, a lot of the time, you know, they start, they, they have a positive affirmation with training and then they start going, oh, okay, I'm actually enjoying this now. Now I'm going to dedicate a little bit more time to it. So they start to value it a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, as they value it a little bit more, then you can sort of, you know, adjust a few things maybe get them to instead of just trying to eat more vegetables and meat you know you can try to get them to perhaps you know maybe track a few of the foods a day or something like that which is gonna you know just a just a slight progression of where they're at and um you know and as they enjoy it and they get better results they tend to you know be a little bit more yeah more dedicated and you can continue and get results which is really common and i think you know i found that myself yeah yeah it's really really common and i think um uh, you know, with, with a lot of the general population clients, if you set them up in a way that's unrealistic for them at the start, then they start having a negative uh, connotation to training and, and the lifestyle, and then they just sort of give up. Um, yeah. So I get it. It's about finding that balance and understanding and being able to communicate with the client and understand, you know, what they're, what they're doing, what their lifestyle's like, and create as many wins as you can for them. Um, which is another thing why I think tracking, uh, actually just ran a, a seminar on this recently yeah. about um, uh, tracking and assessment 
and you know it's an interesting interesting topic but you know i think the main thing that i wanted to get across with it is is people don't realize how vital it is for creating wins for general population clients like you know it's it's one thing to say oh you know they don't they don't really care they're just here to feel better it's like yeah but you know still getting signed for the money. yeah exactly you know you're not just counting reps you know you want to yeah. make sure that you know you can in, even if it's just a girth measurement or a scale weight or, or you know whatever their like goal five is. kilo pb yeah or something like that you know yeah. and find out what their goal is and just you know and have a list of you know if they want to get healthier you can test a resting heart rate or, or, or blood pressure or something like that and, you know and then being able to show them that they're improving creates buy-in um and that actually that again that buy-in will allow you to uh give them a little bit more uh, progression to do and you know they'll, they'll enjoy doing it a little bit more and you can actually get a whole hell of a lot more out of clients that way so I think you know coming back to it being able to you know accurately as a coach just measure basics um, and understand how to do the fundamentals really well and you find that you know a lot of these general population clients that trainers get that you know come in for six weeks and leave you can keep them retention you can keep them for a very very long yeah, time if you do it yeah. properly um, and, you know, and again, coming back, it's not rocket science to take a growth measurement or, you know, measure someone's scale weight or, or something yeah. like that. But yeah. you know, it's one of those things that doesn't happen that much, um, which is something that, you know, we're a store, to, you know, through our mentoring courses, we're trying to change. Um, but yeah, when you do, so basic. yeah, when you yeah. do come back and do these basic things with every single person, all of a sudden, you know, the results and the retention, your business gets better because obviously when your client's results are better, um, you're a more sought after uh, trainer or coach. Um, and you know that 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 leads to to not only financial success, but it also you know you, you are doing what you came into the industry to do, which is to help people. Exactly. Um, so yep. I think it's a super important thing um, that people again coming back to it is simplicity is a super important um, scale weight scale, measurements. Yeah, that's stuff it. that's as easy. It takes as that, like man. thirty seconds. <laughs> Everybody, every, every gym should have a blood pressure machine. You know, something yeah. like that. You know, and just yeah. understanding what the assessments are and understanding you know what the client's goal is and being able to accurately assess it and show them that they're getting better it's going to create buy-in um that's what's going to get you know the consistency and the results and and yeah so i think it's a you know again i keep saying it but it's the, the simplicity factor that i think needs to come back into this industry and i feel like it is a little bit um but which hopefully we can keep pushing it and we can keep uh getting the, the, you know, the levels of coaches um, better and better, and then all coaches can be getting better results, and then, you know, that we can help more and more people. Man, love it. Um, one of the things I've done more so this year is um, just take on two or three PTs have been okay. helping mentor yeah. as well, right? Um, and they come at me with questions like, oh, cool, so what about insulin, or what about cortisol, and I'm like, way above your pay grade you're not, yeah. a, you're not an endocrinologist yeah exactly you don't need to go into that like yeah. it's cool to know as basic knowledge yeah. but you're not going to apply it to the mum with three kids you yeah know, exactly like the dad who runs a freaking you know a multi-million dollar company that has 300 employees he doesn't give a fuck like he just wants to go and train feel better feel like he's done something eat a bit better sleep a bit better at night like, yeah those are the things you got to focus on and yeah people, go, and people want to go over the top and, yeah they're like yeah. Where, where how much more can i know i'm like this is yeah. really not yeah. that much <laughs> I have I have this I have this saying that I like one with with coaches like at the physique code and I think one of the reasons why we became so successful um, was because our retention was so good but because our KPIs weren't financial our KPIs were results based I love that man um, that's awesome so you know we, we've had business coaches coming over and saying to us you know oh um, 
could be doing this. You, you can get that. this many leads or you can do this or that or X, Y, and Z. And, you know, for us, our educations all come from teaching people to master their craft, which is what we're saying that we use in the mentorship is, you know, the better the trainer you become, the more successful the business. You know, be able to provide as much value as you can to your clients and your business will be in, in turn become successful there. So, you know, learning and, and, and going over the top with some things that aren't applicable to your clientele, it's almost it comes back to it again, like, you know, saying, you know, learning things to sound smart. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, so you may as well, one of the, one of the phrases that, um, uh, Phil Ernie had used with me is, is like, it's like athletics. It's like, you know, we're teaching marathon runners and everyone wants to learn about sprinting. So, you know, it's like, it's the same sort of setup, but you know, you're trying to learn something that is not applicable to who you teach. So yeah. there's yeah. not really a need to do it until, you know, until your, your job is to train sprinters. Yeah. Um, but same sort of thing, you know, learning all the hormones and, and a lot of those things. It's like that's not going to be applicable to, yeah. like you said. It's cool to know, yeah. but is it, are you going to use it? Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> insulin is not going to change. You know, nothing will negate an energy deficit. So yeah. why are we focusing on 1%ers when the 99%er right there is mm. not being achieved properly? Yeah. Um, you know, and we come back and say, it. you know, if you can't get results for these clients, you know, um, why are you trying to learn things that aren't going to help them? You know, if you can't get a result for a client, you need to learn why, and then that's what you need to go. And, that's what you need to go and learn. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 a hundred percent right, and it's again, it's so common, isn't it? Like you'll hear people come up and say that, and um, you know, I want to learn about insulin and cortisol, or I want to learn. You know, they've read something on a on a Instagram post, and yeah, it's like. Yeah. You know, I read um, actual scientific reading, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I want to know about that." Yeah, like, yeah. scientists. And you know, coming in and saying, "I'm going to do," I want to teach. Like for an, one example, is actually I use it. Someone to come in and saying, "Can you teach me about wave loading?" Like, I can, but you know, they don't, they don't, they can't perform the exercise properly. Yeah, so sucks, you know, yeah. let's 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 learn how to regress a, a a back squat and look at trying to you know learn how to teach a goblet squat effectively. Mm before we're gonna, you know, wave, what are you gonna wait? You have nothing to wave with. Like, let's go back and- Let's, let's wave load a split squat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so it's like, yeah. let's go have a look at front foot I mean, nothing squats. wrong with that, but yeah. it's, it's probably not you the know, best method for exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> you know, it's like, let's work, let's, let's actually, you know, teach the right tools for the job. So yeah, it is, and it is really common. Like it happens, it's funny you say that, because it happens so, so much. Yeah. People want to learn things that, you know, and it's like, it's not, you know, it's not going to benefit you. It's, yeah. it's more at this time. Like it could benefit you down the track, but it's not benefiting you at the, at the time right now. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that they want to learn. Yeah, but eager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, also, the, the best bits. It's like, you know, I've got, I've got one trainer or coach who come up to me and she asked me. Um, I was going to say, got one trainer that was like, oh, can you teach me how to comp prep um, clients? I'm like, not really my specialty and you also have never trained any clients before so have we just focus on the clients yeah. that you can get which probably won't be those clients right now yeah so yeah try, try to get those better but yeah and i mean and one of those things that we always say is like if you can't get somebody from 40 percent body fat to 30 you have no business trying to get to someone from 15 to 5 you yeah know, that's that's that that's a whole different ball game than it is yeah. you know? so it's like you know if you're struggling at the 40 percent to 30 percent um by changing lifestyle factors then don't even bother. About it. Yeah, don't even bother looking at contest prep. Yeah, um, people, you know, want to. I guess it's kind of like maybe sexied up on Instagram and whatnot, and they want to, you know, I want to start training people like that. And it's like, you know, there's a there's a, a ladder where you got to learn, you know, 
you got to get the fundamentals right. It's the same thing with online training. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people that just jump straight to online training that, um, you know, and it is a hundred times harder than in-person training because you need to, if you want to run the, you know, if you want to deliver a good service and you got to teach proper exercise selection, um, you know, when you can't see them on anything but videos, it is much, much harder than being in person with them and trying to regress an exercise that way. COVID so, taught us that well, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like, I think, but the one fun thing about COVID was, is because a lot of people didn't have gym equipment, it was fun to watch, like, trainers that um, were trying to overcomplicate exercises. Like push up? Yeah, but I mean, like, even like, have, did you see the one of the, the hack squat with the foam roller on the wall? And people oh. were holding the dumbbells and using a foam roller to make a hack squat. And it's like, you know, again, but it also, it also. <laughs> I can't say I saw that. Oh, yeah, I'll have to show it to you after. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and like coming up with like super complicated things to do. And it's like, and then I also just made me realize it's like, you know, you can get effective workout, especially with general population, you know, um, different plank variations, different push up variations, you know, how to, how to use body weight exercises and how to progress and regress body weight exercises. And it was like, you know, even just like incorporating tempos and things like that. And it's like, pauses, yeah. Yeah. And then I I watched it and then I'm like, there's a lot of trainers that are just over. And I I think it just came down to the fact that I think people, you know, jump to the top end of the spectrum of trying to train people and they don't actually understand the fundamentals. And it's like, it's funny to watch a lot of the um, people that I would consider to be very, very good coaches uh, coming back and, you know, they've got guys, you know, that are, manipulating tempos and they're manipulating you know they know how to progress a push-up is a body weight exercise they know how to progress a plank they know how to progress you know uh, uh, squatting movements you know with body weight or minimal weights and it was just really fun to watch uh, you know how everybody approached that whole situation um, and it was vastly different I thought yeah there was so much over complication um, you know whereas I think with a lot of our clients we ended up just uh, changing the focus you know, we're saying, okay, we can't 100%, you know, obviously from a hypertrophy point of view, like we can, we can train hard, um, but, you know, we have to do it very differently. So, you know, for us, we sort of looked at, um, you know, aerobic capacity is going to help. Uh, as you, I think I seen you on Instagram on your story the other day, you uh, worked out that aerobic capacity helps uh, build muscle and train in higher reps. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Uh, Poor, uh, got Paulie B doing my um, training nutrition now, so I don't have to think about. Yeah. And um, he wrote, he gave it to me about three weeks ago, and I've done everything to plan. And then he asked me, he's like, are you doing your cardio? I was like, what cardio? He's like, the one that's written in your program. I was like, I must have looked at that and just instantly rejected that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and so things like that, you know, like. Uh, being able, we looked at it and said, okay, cool. What, you know, we don't usually train that area. Train, I mean, we do, but like we can put more of, because we can train that at 100% now. Yeah. And yeah. We, could, we couldn't train, yeah, we couldn't yeah. train a hypertrophy at 100%. So, like, mm. okay, why don't we just change the functions of some of our programming and try to focus on that so that when COVID's done, we're going to have better aerobic capacity to push more while yeah. we're training. So, you know, we sort of look at it in, in, in that direction. Um, but yeah, it was just, again, coming back to it, it's just, it was it was really fun for me to sort of just watch through social media and see what people the were unraveling. doing and yeah yeah and just see and then see the some people that just said nah I'm out I'm not I'm not training like, you know yeah. gained eight or ten kilos or yeah. a lot of people were taking up running a lot of people were um, how good is running if you enjoy it Man, I I come from a boxing background so um, I was running at least fifty k a week um, didn't do any weights anything like that right is this during COVID 
No, no, sorry, this is um like years oh, right, ago. Yeah, yeah, this okay, is yeah. much younger, so no, yeah, yeah. not not this one body weight. Okay, I was, yeah, I was about no, I was about thirty five kilos lighter. Right, okay. Um so yeah, when I used to box and used to run. Never enjoyed running, but the the idea of it was always great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's great for you. Yeah. Um yeah. people with uh high levels of muscle mass, it might not be the best option. But joints the, and ligaments. Yeah, but and, I yeah. mean, you know, like that doesn't change the fact that aerobic capacity is gonna help. When you're fitter, you're yeah. you're better at everything. Yeah, um, life, sex, yeah, you are yeah. absolutely everything. There's yeah. nothing you're you're not worse at anything. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 metabolizing food. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can eat more. Yeah, hundred percent. That's probably the best part. That is the yeah. absolute best part. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So it, you know, it's it's just fun to watch how everybody sort of handled that situation. But um, nah, it's been good. It was it was a that was a fun time. Um, but again, you know, the trainers, I think, that comes back to it, that know their craft really well um, and have taken the time to learn the fundamentals really, really well, ended up yeah. doing much better. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was what I had seen. Um, I know a few other people said they saw it a little bit differently. But, um, you know, for me, I think that, that's how I viewed it, uh, the COVID situation. But, you know, it's just another, that's another tick in the box for Simplicity winning out again. Um, so, yeah, I just don't see, there's no way around that. Love it. Um, one of the things I noticed, more from a strength perspective, my clients that really sucked at benching, yeah. that I'd be using like, you know, and these guys have been training for a few years, so, and they had good good benches, and I was like, fuck, why are they plateauing on their bench? I was like, tried this method, tried that method, that didn't work. And then COVID come, I'm like, all right, cool, send me your push-up videos. I'm like, Fuck their push-ups are shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. Now let's teach them how to yeah, do a push-up. Yeah, and I teach them, I teach them how to do a push-up, and they're like struggling to get twenty out. And these are big, strong dudes. Yeah. And next minute they're getting hundred out, and they come back in the gym and hit a PB on the bench press. Yeah. It's like, wow, go. that's all I need to do. You got teach re- them how to do a push-up. Properly. You got to regress to progress sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Just you know, getting proper scapular retraction and, and being able, to, yeah. And again, even with the movement patterns, like keeping hips up a little bit higher, like it, yeah, it's. It is, it's fun how that works. Um, you'll yeah. find that, you know, even the same thing with squatting and, you know, coming back and doing goblet squats for a while. I think, uh, you know, and, and just using exercises that you wouldn't usually use. I know like Chad Wesley Smith was saying where he put an extra, when he, uh, he put an extra like, what he said, 25 or 30 pounds on his bench press. And he said the only thing he changed was he added pec flies. Yeah, into his workout. Yeah, and it's like you know, just a couple so hypertrophy. Yeah, just muscle. a couple tiny yeah. little things, and, and yeah, and you know, which is you know, and the reason that I bring that up is you know, we have a look again at um, uh, at COVID, and it's like people had to do things out of their out of their norm a little bit, which is you know, it's not necessarily, and they're like, oh, I'm not progressing because I'm not doing what I'm always doing, and it's like, well, I mean, you weren't progressing before anyway, so <laughs> maybe we should uh, you know try a couple of these little things where you know, as you yeah. said, like coming back and regressing and trying to get better. And try to create a little bit more stability and, and whatnot and it comes back and it allows you to hit you know even from a from a strength point of view like you said but also from a bodybuilding point of view yeah. um you know when you're a little bit more stable you're you're if you're able to lift a little bit more weight you're able to get a little bit more volume out which are going to be the key drivers to hypertrophy yeah all of a sudden you know you, you strip back you've been forced to train the basics a bit and you come back even better oh you love it too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and also gives the, the joints a bit of time to recover yeah um yeah yeah i don't really lift all that heavy uh, nowadays being the being super light, but um, you know you, you just realize that not not lifting super heavy all the time starts uh, 
healing up your joints a little bit and you start feeling a little bit better and then you know when you do get back to it in nine times out of ten you find you're a lot stronger right. yeah your body's just you yeah know, your movement patterns are a hundred times better so, yeah yeah there was heaps of benefits to it i, I love it man like um i was very fortunate during before covid actually <clears throat> um when it, as soon as I started hearing gyms were closing down in America, I was like, ah, oh, I'm sure we're going to close down here. Eventually, I'll go buy some gym equipment. You're a smart man. <clears throat> yeah. And I was like, because uh, I remember saying to one of the trainers, and this was on the Friday, so he's like, because I, I kept my deadlift bar at the Revo gym right. for my clients to use. And I was, uh, he coming to use it. He's like, where's your deadlift bar? I was like, oh, I've taken it home. Just um, brought in some other equipment and all that. I said, gyms could possibly close. He's like, nah, nah, that won't happen. Yeah. And um, Sunday, <laughs> got the news and then You're not Monday, open tomorrow. Yeah, yeah they're closed. And um, yeah, so I was very fortunate that literally four days before I'd had my equipment arrive, yeah. um, set up my home gym. And um, But again, it wasn't a lot. It was just a few bumpers, bar, and some dumbbells. The only ones I could get were 30 to 50 kilos. <laughs> dumbbells? Yeah. That works for you. Yeah, it's a work for me. You're a strong dude, not, man. That not, works for you. <laughs> not well for my clients, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, um, and one of the things I did, I just, I just um, for my own training and pretty much most of my clients, we just went like a good old 10 by 10. Yeah. And just like, I just hammered it. And yeah. just got like, 10 sets of 10 on a push press or 10 sets of 10 yeah. on a deadlift or something. And just Coming back real to simplicity. Yeah, worked. real basic and i did i did that for I did that for about eight weeks um which is usually a bit longer than what i do uh any phase of training for um but um i come back and hadn't benched for eight weeks and hit a 20 kilo personal best on my bench press yeah um just from you know dumbbell pressing and just freaking variations of bench press and working on trying again, to get creative yeah, and, yeah. pick flies things like that yeah. and um yeah just getting more creative with the small amount of equipment i had and that um yeah it's amazing Sometimes you just step outside of that box of where you are to um, just think up some new shit. Yeah. yeah. I took uh, from here, we were trying to set a good example so we didn't actually use the gym here yeah. um, through COVID. So I took a barbell and I had about 50 kilos of weight plates. Um, and that's literally all myself and uh, my partner used. And we, I wanted to get leaner. Um, I was my health markers were declining a little bit. I think just stress from the gyms closing and whatnot. And um, so I just said, all right, I'm going to completely change my training. So I started running because um, we where where we live, it's down by the river, so it's got oh, really nice, yeah, nice running. Yeah, views. which which area? Apple Cross. Yeah, I used to live in Adel then. I used to run along that. Um, so you got the Adel big dog park there, and you used to run from there along that. Oh yeah, 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 to okay. the um, point out near Apple Cross there. Yeah, yeah, or, so that's, um, yeah. So we're right near the Apple Cross foreshore. That's so nice, man. Yeah, Such so, a nice place to run. Yeah, and it was yeah. still it was still hot then, so we're out running, and uh, yeah. you know the barbell had fifty kilos, and I'm like, all right, well, what am I going to do? So I just started creating barbell complexes. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and just 10, going 10, through 10, 20, yeah, yeah just doing the, like you know front squat deadlift back squat push press and then you know just do a quarter set yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up doing that three or four days a week and then um, and then running you know starting at you know one or two k's and then you know pushing it up to five and trying to get as fast as I could at five and I'm, I'm still doing it now so love it man yeah, yeah. so um, you know that was a benefit that came out of it as well um, you know and, and I think a lot of the training with clientele at the moment, you know, um, a lot of clients are enjoying it. And I've learned a fair bit about, you know, running, which I probably wouldn't have known before, um, which I've actually been able to incorporate into into work a lot more, which has been really good. So clients are, you know, getting more value out of some of the coaches. Yeah. And that's good. Like, I really yeah. encourage it. Like, um, like I said, I used to run a lot, but 
I never enjoyed it. It's not something I really enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I can sit on a bike. I can go for a walk, but like yeah. running. Just... <laughs> I have to. I have to alternate my my conditioning work because if I do something for more than like three weeks, I start hating it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like for me, I have to like give me a week or two to get used to it, and then a week to try to get better at it, and then I hate it. <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I tend to alternate through the through um, skipping through. Oh, the mate, I got skipping. Yeah, and we yeah. boxer, of course, you like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, so <laughs> skipping, running, air bike, stuff like that. So I'm always trying to do now, trying to do something, just and just monitoring health markers and things like yeah. that a lot more, which is good. I feel better. I, I'm training my going back to hypertrophy training. It's so much easier now. Like it feels better. I'm able. I don't gas out as much in sets. So I'm yeah. getting more volume up. Yeah. Um, the higher rep sets aren't. Keep up with your partner when she's walking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She does like twenty thousand steps a day, man. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I'm not. I can't do that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for me. But yeah, no, it's it's been good, man. And it's been you know again coming back to it. It's just all that simplicity that. You know, and, and understanding it, I think maturing for and understanding that there are ways of training outside of bodybuilding um, and body composition that, you know, because a lot of trainers, that's how they train and that's what they like. That's what they fall into the bracket of, um, you know, being able to come out and understand, you know, for your, like yourself, being able to understand from having a boxing background, that, you know, there's people that that. They just need to get their, they, they need to solve their energy balance equation, you know, and they've got to eat a little bit less and they probably need to be more active. And if boxing mm. is something they really love doing, you know, you're, that's your best chance to get sustainable output. So it's perfect. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and, and again, you know, like I don't know the first thing about boxing. So I would, I just wouldn't teach that because I don't know how to do it. Um, mm. But, you know, and that's like a, you know, as a trainer, you know, those are things that, you know, a lot of my clientele may like doing that, so this is probably something I should learn the basics of. And I think a lot of trainers, you know, once they start broadening their horizons outside of their own training and what they like, I think they're going to become much more successful coaches. I love that, man. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny, actually, you bring up boxing. It's not something I get asked about a lot whether I'll coach people for boxing. I'm like, it's not actually my specialist. Like, I was taught how to box, I know yeah. how to box, but it's not something of um, a coach. Right. Yeah. Um, again, more personal preferences. Just because I because I did it um, and fought amateurly, um, it was like my life, my life's work during two years. Yeah. Right. So every day for two years, pretty much. Um, and yeah, it, it was like when I look at boxing, I take the serious side of it. So when clients are like, oh, can you teach me how to hit pads? I'm like, how about I teach you how to how do we just like move and lift and get all the good stuff done? And yeah. Go from yeah. there. I'm like yeah, there, there are boxing coaches out there. That can yeah, teach you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's, again, you know... The, Stay within your lane sometimes. What's that? Stay within your lane. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, and I think, but I mean, and coming back to it again, like a lot of their courses for boxing, I think, you know, um, like the boxing for exercise courses and stuff like that, which are amazing. Um, you know, a lot of trainers are going to be quick to write them off. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and say, oh, that's, you know, that's not yada yada. And it's like, yeah, but it's going to help people's adherence to exercise. Yeah, so exactly. They, they, yeah. You know, they all do have their, you know, body pump has its place, you know. Yeah. Body attack and a lot of those Les Mills classes definitely all have their Yeah, place. they're a good starting point. Yeah, They're a man. wicked starting point for people who just want to, like, uh, I was never really one, I, well, when I first started off, I never thought I'd be one to run, um, like, group sessions. Mm. Now I run about 10 group sessions a week. Okay. Um, just small groups because there's people um, that want to train with me that hate lifting weights. Yeah. They just don't want to lift weights. Okay. But, or heavy weights, more so, relative, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. they don't mind, like, you know, doing a 50-second burst at, like, a, a lighter weight and yeah. going around in the circuit and just giving each other shit the whole time. So, yeah. like, little things like that. It's something I never thought I'd do, but... 
um, giving myself a chance to do that when I first did it, I was like, this is actually really cool. Yeah. I was like, I get a lot of banter out of this, get a lot Absolutely. of enjoyment. And yeah. it creates that positive uh, affirmation with exercise for yeah. the clients. And, you know, yeah. that, that's that's what's going to be sustainable for them. And mm. that's, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, fuck, that's what it's all about, is yeah. finding that sustainability for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it is, it's so important to be, you know, to keep being able to branch out and understand and communicate and back to it. Yeah. And communicating yeah. to clients and, you know, finding out what they actually enjoy doing, you know, because yeah. it might not be the optimal way to go. If somebody wants to, to look a certain way, it might not be the optimal way. Exactly. But yeah. If it's going to improve show them, up three times a week. Yeah. And improve yeah. them. We know that consistency is going to win every day of the week and adherence is going to win every day of the week. So if we have to map out a plan with, and that's what we've got to work with, then, yeah, be it. We'll still get results, and they're going to be better results than forcing them to do something they don't want. To and do. they just only show up like once a week, and yeah. don't really put everything into yeah, it because they don't enjoy it. Hate it. it. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, finding things people enjoy. That's yeah, uh, that's and that's where you're going. That's where you're going to get the result. And I think yeah. that yeah, like I said, the better the, the the better coaches get at doing that, and the better coaches get at communicating with clients and understanding. Um, you know what their values are towards exercise yeah. and life. Look down the ego a bit too. What's that? Let down the ego a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't, don't be so egotistic about your approach or more so set in your ways yeah. about things. Be fluid. Yeah. And yeah. I've got a lot of people that come in and, you know, they, they want to they do, uh, if they want to do coaching with me and they'll sit there and they'll say, oh, you know, but I see all the bodybuilders and yada yada that you train and I, you know, I don't want to be like that. And it's like 90% of my clientele are just people that, you know, I have, I have you know, different clients where I have everything tracked like down to the to the weight where we have you know we write about how the how the rep went you know we have some people that are like that because that's what they like yeah. i have other clients that i don't program for because you just can't program for them, you know and we might we might just say all right we're, we, we'll pick one exercise every session and we'll just see if we can make it a little bit better every week and the rest of it you know if they come in and they want to do a chest workout we might do max push-ups and see how they go with it um and then you know after that if they want to do dumbbells or barbell bench press, you know, it's whatever they want to do because they're going to enjoy it, you know. And that's that's still, I think, the art of coaching as well is to, you know, pick and choose which client, you know, is going to, you know, how much each client's going to give in and, and what what's the best way to approach each client based on the values that they have towards training and their lifestyle and diet and stuff like that. I love it, man. That's so true. I can't agree more. Um, you got much more time? Yeah. Yeah, probably go for another five, ten minutes if you want. Sure. Yeah, cool. Always yeah, checking about fifteen minutes in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, just going off that, man. Um, let's go back around to again, I know we spoke about previously, not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but what's some um, I suppose not pet peeves, but things that you see in the industry. Again, we spoke about people over complicated. What are there some other things that you find that we could pinpoint if more so giving advice to people yeah. about things? Um I would say master your craft before you start marketing. This is a big one for me. Um, I am actually extremely passionate about this one because it, it, and if you, you ask anyone that comes to my seminars that does my marketing, it drives me absolutely berserk. Um, what I think I've seen recently in the last sort of four to five years is, is there's a lot of uh, coaches that are coming out saying, I'm a business coach, but they're a marketing coach. Um, so, you know, and they come out and they, they get a hold of these trainers that aren't doing very well. And they say, you know, Suck the last bit of money and they say, you know, I can, I can have you get X amount of leads and you have this many new clients. And then, you know, they, their eyes light up because they think about money. And I think that's the fastest way to 
to not last in this industry. Um, and if I had any advice to younger trainers, that's what it would be. It would be don't get suckered into that. Um, master your craft because what ends up happening with a lot of these trainers and I've seen it happen too many times now and I've seen it happen to people that have potential to be incredible trainers and that's what kind of breaks my heart a little bit is you watch it and they get you know they, they get this marketing coach and the marketing coach does their job perfectly you know they'll get they'll get them you know get 60, leads 70 around, leads yeah. or whatnot, <clears throat> and they may convert X amount of clients and that they've done their job that's their job is to yeah, get clients in retain those clients if you don't know how to provide a good service because you haven't mastered your craft, they will leave. And then all you do is leave with, leaving pe people leave with a sour taste in your mouth. <clears throat> Perth is small. People can get it, you know, oh, I went to them, I didn't get any results. Oh, I yeah. went to them, you know. And I, and I think there, there's a huge tendency now where people are just looking at money is important, 100%. Like, don't get me wrong, you have to live. However, I think Mastering your craft and getting, uh, getting clients through word of mouth and referrals by doing a good job and delivering your service well, I think is the single most important thing anybody can do for longevity in this business. Um, because again, I've seen too many trainers run down that road of, oh, I'm going to try to make this amount of money and I'm going to start doing things that, you know, and it's like, it's not, it's not about how many people you can help. It becomes about how many you know, it's people are just numbers. You know, you get you get five people here, six people here to this, and you're gonna make this amount of money. And it's like, okay, but you know, they're gonna leave. And word of mouth in personal training, word of mouth is the number one way to get clients. Like, um, so uh, you know, and referrals are the best way to get clients because they already have buy-in because someone else has told them um, about you. You don't have to sell to them. And you know, when you deliver a good service, you get a lot of that, which is what's gonna create. A successful business for you because you're good at your job you, you deliver a service better than other people you're you're never not going to be successful sort of thing um and i think trainers need to run down go down that road more and i wish you know a lot of trainers would um because it took me time to learn that yeah mm. yeah and, and there's some trainers that go so deep into it that it, there's just no coming back from it and, you know, I've seen, there's two trainers in particular that I had seen that now are no longer in the industry um, going down that road. And it was sad because they, you know, personality-wise, they were incredible. Communication-wise, they were incredible. Um, and they just, they ended up pissing off too many people um, with issues with money and, and yada yada. And and basically, they just said, no, nah, I don't like this industry. I'm not doing it anymore. So, you know, it's almost trying to fast track just to get money out of people. And, you know, for me, that's a, it, it's horrible because, you know. It's not the same why the, not an industry where yeah, people are your business. We're, we're here to help people, yeah. you know. It's like there's easier ways to make money. Um, so, you know, if you're genuinely here to help people. God, it's still hand, hand sanitizer. It's 2020. I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Liquid yeah, gold. Absolutely. Or gym, toilet, or toilet, gym toilet, equipment. Oh, yeah. There you go, yeah. Gym equipment. Yeah. Oh, $1,000 so, for a 20 kilo barbell coming up. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, when you, when you have to, I think, wanting trainers to come back and just remember is like, you know, always consider yourself to, to be the person of value. You know, and you know whatever you do, make sure that if you if you invest in something to get better, make sure it's to be able to uh, provide more value to your client or provide a better service. And once you start having that mentality as a trainer, 
things start getting a lot easier, you're, you become more successful because, you know, you're, you're doing a better job for your clients because at the end of the day, they're the ones that keep you in job. They're the ones that pay you. So if you yeah. can give them a better result, you're going to be more successful. Um, yeah. So that's probably what is one of my pet peeves in the industry. Um, I love that. Is, yeah, is people going down that road. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so much, I guess it's also on the other side, it's probably the... Uh, the business coaches that do that like in my opinion a business coach is going to help deliver a better service so yeah otherwise you're just a marketing coach hey i, I had that um experience myself okay. and um again this actually this is a pet peeve of mine that fuck it when i hear um other trainers going down this path i get like i usually won't say anything at first but then if i hear them say something about someone teaching them something that i'm like that doesn't quite line up um example was um a friend of mine was getting uh, offered a mentorship thing about this guy on how to build a business and he works out a stuff store. I'm like, oh, so you, he doesn't work in a gym. Yeah. No, he doesn't have any clients. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hang on, what? <laughs> I was like, it doesn't quite add up. But um, similar thing happened to me, right? So um, I spent freaking thousands of dollars on uh, different courses, courses, I'll put in brackets there, um, with coaches in the in the industry. Um, some really, really good, like Seth and Island, for example, Clean yeah, Health, yeah, love them to bits. Um, I won't name the ones, the ones I didn't enjoy. Um, but it's the same thing again, it was sucking the money out of you and you're left with like stuff that you can't use. Yeah. Right, do you know what I mean? And it's like all this information or like, you know, there might be some little things you can use, but it's like, fuck, you just, there's people out there just trying to suck money out of new PTs. Um, again, not just taking a dig at anyone in particular, but it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Thing, man. It's common, man. And it really, it really shits me because I'm like, like you said, uh, it took me time to learn. Uh, it took me about two years to learn that the best results are done through the most simple things. Yeah. Um, and the best marketing is done through the most simple things too. It's not, a, it's not all the, the fancy glitz and glam. It really is just the more people you help, the better service you give them, the better, the better, Word they're going to spread about you, yeah, and that's, it's just that's a, your business formula, right? Yeah, there. that's yeah. The, that's how the server fun, works. Fun fact, a fun fact, and I, I've said this on about a hundred podcasts, but um, one of the things that we were super proud of at Physique Code is uh, we, up until recently, up until, and it's only a one-off time, uh, we'd never paid for marketing in our life. We'd never sponsored an ad. We've never done any. We sponsored one ad, and we didn't get anything out of it. And we never yeah. did it again. Yeah. So we built a business to over. 300 clients yeah um, you know we've had you know five six trainers um, where this is their job um, and we haven't paid for marketing you know but what we've done is is you know we we do our job really well we get a good result and then we post about it that's, that's all it takes yeah right? and that's literally yeah. so again coming back and it's word of mouth and I think the clientele that we get now that inquire with us um, know what they're in for. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and, and their buy-in, like going back to what we were saying before about buy-in, uh, you know, like when you when you can start with a client and you get their buy-in better, then you can, you know, they have more trust in you so that they'll believe, you know, with general population clients sometimes, they'll be like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Or, you know, that doesn't sound right. Or my friend told me this, so I'm going to do that instead. Whereas, you know, our buy-in is really, really good. So we can tell, we could tell somebody to wake up in the middle of the night and do star jumps and they're going to do it, you know, but... But because we wouldn't do that, but we could because, you know, our, our results. Just think of some better cardio if you're already in bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, But you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we, we, because we've done so well with clients and that's what we focus on. uh, The buy-in's already there when people come to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had to, you know, go crazy with marketing. Like, 
you know, you don't see any flashy videos. You just see pictures of results and word of mouth that we get all yeah. our clients from. And, and, you know, I think that's, that's how a successful service business should be, uh, should be built. Um, in my opinion anyway. And I think it's worked for us. I agree. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's worked for us. So I can't, you know, yeah. If you tell me wrong, I'm probably not going to listen anyway. Cause yeah, it's worked, so, <laughs> that's what, mate, um, it's worked for you. Which is probably a bad trait, but that's okay. But um, oh, mate, I love it though because um, you know another another way I got put it to me is like, um, and the more people you help, the more money you make. Yeah, and the longer you can help people, the longer you're going to make that money for. Absolutely. So if you look at it like that, instead of going, the more money you make, the more yeah. Yes, it doesn't it doesn't add up that way. If you look at it that way, so you really got to look at it. Um, uh, suppose. On a bigger scale of business, the person who probably does this best in the world is Jeff Benzo. Like his whole obsession was being customers obsessed. Yeah. He said everything he did was to try better the customer experience. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, buying his own freight line, buying his own airplanes and deliver the, the cargo and freight quicker, yeah. having his own delivery, like having massive factories of every single A to Z item stocked, ready to go. Like, and it all started from selling books and he's like, how can I better this? And if you look at it like that as an, like just a, you know, a completely different business to fitness but um yeah it's, it's, it's just that customer yeah same principles of being just customer obsessed um and realize that you are in the business of people and customer service yeah so does that, that, does that, yeah, does that kind of time yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Like, i couldn't have said that better yeah uh, yeah and i was lucky enough to learn a lot of that i did a lot of mentoring with um phil learning yeah um who runs the advanced coaching academy and, you know, a lot of his stuff was the same sort of thing. It was, you know, when I, we were when we were going in, um, you know, have a bottle of water for your client there. It costs you six dollars to buy 24 bottles. And I tell you what, if you can if you give a client a bottle of water before the session starts, they're going to love that. And that's going to be a bigger impact on them than the 40 cents you paid for it. That, that's something they're going to remember forever. Yeah. Else is going to do it. You know, things like that where it's like, you know, you know, in, improve your service to the customer. Yeah. Um, and, and your retention becomes much higher. Yeah. Which is, you know, and it's always, the other thing that he had said is it's always better to, it's easier to keep clients than it is to, and, yeah, and it's more yeah. expensive to, it's more expensive to try to find new ones all the time. Yeah. So with that whole marketing, you've got to continually put in money for ads. And, whereas if you just get your clients and you, you hold them with a good service, you don't have to pay money. Man, I love that. Yeah. Um, something, I, something I do for anyone listening, and this will probably go against what, a lot of coaches would do is every three months I go out and buy all my clients just a bottle of wine, a bottle of nice red, because I like red wine. I might not drink it very often, but most of my, my average age of my clients is between 30 and 50. They will like to have a glass of wine on the weekend. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't um, you know, um, if you've got clients who've got more uh, bigger goals and they might not drink it till Christmas, but that's okay. They've yeah. got something there. They've got three bottles from me to remember me and they're like, oh, that's right, my coach did that for me. But little things like that, right? It's Absolutely. just putting investing back into your clients improve the, back uh, yeah improve the yeah. improve the customer service and you know at the end of the day we're in a service-based industry and i think a lot of the the you know marketing stuff the way it the way it runs it could be great for a product but and you know people advertise training as a product i think nowadays and i think it is you know people need to come back and remember it's a service yeah and and yeah you know, yeah so you gotta you know the better the better you master your craft the better the service you're going to deliver at the end of the day so well man i think yeah. we're gonna have to change the name of this one to um uh the art of 
coaching, like the simplistic art of coaching. I think yeah, would be a good name. Call it whatever you want. And we, can get back. <laughs> we can we can delve. You have no idea how deep we can delve into this topic. Right? Yeah, this is like my passion. I love it, man. So yeah. we could, are you yeah. going okay for time? Yeah, we're good. Man. Yeah, man. If you want to keep going, go for it. We could have done this all day. We could yeah, <laughs> trust me. Ask any ask any of my mentor students. We could do three to five hours of this, and it wouldn't it would be easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's one of those things, and it's it's getting it's becoming more common now. I think the the whole every time I get on Instagram, I'm seeing these ads or fitness coaches. Let me show you how to earn X oh, amount man, of money. They're annoying, eh? Yeah, yeah. And like you yeah. look at all the top coaches in the industry, and they do things really, really. You know, they're all really good at the fundamentals. They're amazing at them. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's you know like a, like a Sebastian Orb kind of guy or a bodybuilding coach you know and even like a lot of people this might be an unpopular opinion but uh, Mark Carroll sells those challenges that he does but the amount of education and value that they get for that is is massive so you know <laughs> I could say a few words on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, just and that's again that's just coming from my from what people that I know who Done his, Dumbos, yeah. done his challenges. Oh, I've got it. a few clients that come across from there and they're like, oh, I was just on, you know, low calories and then oh, yeah. not really given anything more than okay. that. And, okay. yeah. So, it's, yeah, but there's a different point of view. But from, yeah. from what I've seen, from my perception of it, like it's given a lot of value for, for how much it costs. Yeah. Again, that's a product, though. That's not a service. Oh, you say a lot, of, a lot of value for for how much they charge. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, for the it, for the because like the, he run. I think he runs those challenges. Yeah, it's like yeah. The, it's like the eight week whatever it is. Yeah, like he has like a hundred hours of video oh, content wow. on exercise yeah. selection and stuff like that, which is you know, um, is a product. And but you know, I I think a hundred hours. And he and I think that's what online training should be though. Do you yeah. reckon? Like I don't know. Like yeah, just, yeah, As yeah, a yeah, discussion, I reckon. Like, if you're going to be an online trader, you got to realize you have to sell a product. It's not like you, it's very hard to. And this is what I struggled with when I I tried doing online training about um god about a year a year and a half ago. No, yeah, about a year and a half ago now. I was like, I'll move, I'll open up my online business and start that. And I realized it was really, really difficult for me to give, um, again, it's just a learning thing, but learn how to provide a really good service online versus how I do it in person. Because yeah. I interact a lot better in person than I do over a phone call or over an email. That's so um, learning that, that was actually more of a product yeah. than a service like, you know, personal training. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, and the other thing that you got to you have to factor in is you know people get suckered into online trading by, um, oh, I can work from home and yada yada and things like that. <clears throat> but you got to understand is like if you're at a gym. So for example, you're at, uh, say we use Revo because yeah, I, yeah, I can use you yeah. as an example. Yes, yeah. you're a good example for this. So like when you walk into a gym, you know you're all you have to do is there's, there's three thousand members in the gym or two thousand members, whatever it is. You, you, your job, and again, this is coming back from Phil Learning again, is your job is to be the go-to trainer in that gym, mm. which is what you've done. You know, people yeah. go in there and they'll say, that's where, that's where cash works, you know, cash is the go-to trainer in there. Mm. And that's, when you do that. Maybe just because I'm a bit taller than everyone else. Yeah, it could be that. You're definitely taller than me. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so like, you know, when, and you go in there and you've got, you know, there's 2,000 members in there, 3,000 members in there. Yeah. That's enough to. You only need that's, 1%. Yeah, that's enough for you. 1% is 20 clients or yeah, 30 clients. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, and that's enough for you to run a sustainable business long term. Yeah. When yeah, you go so. online, you're literally competing against the people like Mark Carroll that have, millions clients, yeah, yeah and millions of dollars of marketing behind them mm. um you got donald trump and you're like yeah yeah you know so like you sit there and you look at it and you're like now now you're competing against 
all of these people. And it's like, if you had the choice between going online and competing against those people or with the millions of dollars of marketing behind them and, and you know, our extremely intelligent people who have spent years trying to build a, a product like that. Yeah. Or you can just go into a gym and there'll be eight trainers there and all you got to do is expand your knowledge and be as good as you possibly can in person and get results in person. And you become the go-to person in that gym and you got 2,000 people that are going to want to train with you. Yeah. Like, or have the potential to at least want to train with you. So it's like, yeah, I again, love that. Yeah. So again, I look at it and I'm like, it, it, it don't, I don't think people should go online until they've mastered in person. Mm. Uh, until they're forced to go, almost not forced, but until they can't take on any more in-person yeah, clients where absolutely. they offer an online service at a... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's a, you know, it has to become, you know, you're forced into going to do that sort yeah. of thing. Like, yeah. you know, physique code, I feel like with our, like we don't, we do a little bit of online, but not too much, but yeah. we didn't actually, you know, people talk about the gym, our gym, but we didn't, we opened this as a last resort sort of thing. Cause like we, we were doing it. Um, Alice had had a uh, mentor. I had a mentor. Um, you know, we had to pay rent for myself all the mentors, her, everything like that. And we looked at it and we're like, we're paying more in rent to these gyms than, yeah. than what we would do if we had our own gym. So why, what are we doing? Like, why are we paying $900 a week in rent for, yeah. for you know, our trainers when we could end up paying less than that and have our own facility, which is obviously going to be a better service because it's not going to be packed full of people and everything like that. So that, that, and that's when we moved. So we didn't, you know, we weren't sitting here like, oh, yeah, we need to open a gym. You know, it's, it's almost like that progression of, it just it doesn't make sense to continually um, to continually work in that area, and it's the same thing with online. It's like people just jump into it because you know it's it looks easy. Freedom goals, you know. Yeah, you, just, you yeah. Just sit out by the pool and work, which is fine. I mean, if, but uh, you you nice gotta you, got clients, you, you gotta earn, first, you so. gotta you gotta earn your stripes up to that. In my so, opinion, anyway, that's that's like, how I look at I, it. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, actually, just share a little bit of insight. What works well for me out of one of the revos with my online stuff is. Um, Revo Claremont more so is based right near the schools. Um, right. So the the public, sorry, private schools and the oh, unions. Yeah. Got a few. We got. Yeah, my brother went to one of those schools actually. He went to the blue and yellow one. I can't remember the name. Uh, Christchurch. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. So I'll just okay. on that. I'm sorry yeah. that. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, and a lot of uni students too from Notch Darm and UWA. Okay. Um, and generally they live off two minute noodles yeah <laughs> we got uni students not so much private school kids yeah. but um they actually work if you're if you're if you're in a gym around the area and they can't afford your you know 100 or 120 dollar per hour session rate um per week um then having an online option actually works really well yeah. for people like that so Absolutely. it's just like i found for any listeners out there who want to look at doing an online option um yeah, as a way to offer a service that can still help people. Yeah. Because I'm like, how do I train these guys that really, they fucking train hard. Like, you know, yeah. you know what high school kids are like yeah, and absolutely. young uni kids are like, on yeah. the bench, just like trying to smash it out and going yeah. to failure. I'm like, if only I can help these guys. I was like, how can I create a little product yeah. that doesn't take a lot of my time, that has all the videos self-explanatory and just teach them how to lift. And, and, and again, that's, yeah. you know, for that's good because that's, that's identifying your target market yeah. and solving a problem that they have. Yeah. So, and again, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Business. Yeah, exactly. Finding your targets and solving your problems. Yeah. And just sometimes it just takes looking around who's in your gym. Yeah. Yeah. And just finding that demographic. Because even though, uh, like, you know, a lot of my um, clientele are people um, that live in Claremont, the mums of those, or the dads, all those sort of people. So they've got money. Uh, Generally, the kids don't. Um, So when you look at it, like, who... 
who has what type of service and you gotta know which one to Absolutely. target that towards. I mean, not having so many that you're running yourself short, but um, yeah, yeah. Just, just knowing your target market again. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a key to you know, your business and having a look at, you know, like if you're in a, in a roar type gym, um, you know, and looking at it and looking at your, what type, what kind of clients are you, are you targeting to train? And, you know, it's not, you're not, cause you know, bodybuilders in that, in most commercial gyms are, you know, 1%. Um, and yeah. Yeah. You're severely, yeah. You know, what is general population makes up like 85% of yeah. most commercial gyms. Yeah. It's like, you know, all right, these are my target market. What are their problems? Yeah. All their techniques probably not very good. They probably want to lose weight. They don't know how. Okay, Stop cool. drinking enough water. Not yeah, walking enough. Absolutely. Yeah, so, little things. And again, you know, like the content posts that I put on my Instagram, very similar sort of structure. You know, I look at the target clientele for the physique code and we, I write down a list of issues that they have that they may be facing and I try to make Instagram posts around it. You know, yeah. cool. It's a, people come in and a lot of the time it's just issues I have in the gym and I hear people saying it's like oh like i had a client you know stressing out because their weight went up 300 grams and they stress out about it like all right when we break down the factors and you know oh, they're eating more fiber they're eating later at night they're getting you know and these sort of things it's like, drinking okay. extra liter of water yeah day. yeah absolutely so it's like things like that we're like oh, okay cool maybe this is a this is a, i can solve someone's problem with an instagram post like that and we you know the, the amount of referral clients that we get from things like that and it's just again it comes back to as you were just saying before you know just identifying your target market and solving their problems. And once you can do that, again, coming back to it, you show value. Yeah. And if you have, if you can add value to somebody, to a potential client's life, they will nine times out of 10 join. Yeah. Purchase the service. And yeah. I think, you know, that's, that's, it's not any harder than that. But I think people kind of- Overcomplicated. Yeah, and they don't, they don't go with simplicity. It's like, you know, what do I, what, what kind of clients do I train? I train moms, okay, cool. What, they want to lose weight, okay, cool. You know, what issues do they face when they're losing weight? You know, post up a, you know, someone at 1% body fat yeah, on your yeah. page, or you at 1% body fat, if yeah. your target market is someone who's trying to lose five kilos. Yeah, exactly. You know, if somebody just wants to get healthier and active, posting bodybuilders and stuff's not going to be a great idea. Exactly. Just scare them yeah. away. So, you know, yeah. you just got to understand your target markets, and um, which is something I learned the hard way, because, you know, we used to post majority uh, of our physique athletes, and people doing photo shoots and like that and we used to have a lot of people that would message and say um i really want to train with you guys but do you take on people that are general like you know like moms like me yeah. that just want to lose yeah. and you know and i sort of realized it, and i'm like shit we get a lot of clients that are we we're, we have a lot of clients like that but the way i was posting and marketing when i was younger was, yeah, yeah it was more it was i was almost like an ego <laughs> thing like i was trying to show off like to other trainers yeah like <laughs> oh, yeah just like these are my clients you know look how good they look and i was like yeah Fuck, that doesn't work. Nah, it doesn't, um, really doesn't maybe work. it does for like a one percent of bodybuilders. If that's your only type of client, yeah. Right? And I was yeah. like, all right, we need to we need to pull this back a little bit here, and we need to, you know, show people that clients can relate to, and you know, talk about content that clients can relate to, and we we sort of do that. And you know, from a business point of view, it's not all flashy, like you know, posting selfies of you know abs and all that. But at the same time, like the 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 business is, you know. We the inquiry lists that we get now since doing that are through the roof. And, yeah, but it's just because we've we've worked out our target client, and you're authentic too. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Just do what you know works, and you just yeah. keep it keep it simple. Well, they understand it. Must have said simple at least a million times. Yeah. But in case no one got the message, um, <laughs> keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's it's uh, and again, even with the bodybuilders and stuff like that that I train. Um, 
I do the same shit. Yeah. It's just they, they value it a little bit more so you can push them a little bit more. And you push them a little bit higher and train, yeah, drop yeah. the calories a little lower. Exactly. You know, and understand that it's not all sustainable and, you know, you can do that with them whereas general population you generally just, it's the same process. It's the same principles. Yeah. It's just, you know, understanding the client, understanding the goal and, and um, you know, ad- adjusting based on how you communicate with the client, what they're willing to give. and But besides that, it's, you know, it's, it's the same process. Energy balance equation is really, really fucking important for bodybuilders. Yeah. Just as important for uh, somebody that's never been to the gym before that wants to lose two kilos. It's just yeah. about the process and the art of coaching to work out how, how to adjust message. it for them in a sustainable yeah. way. You know, For somebody, it might be dropping their Friday night pizza from an 800-calorie pizza to a 400-calorie pizza. Mm. For other people, it might be readjusting their entire day and setting up a meal plan where they have to weigh their food. Like it's, yeah, uh, if that's their full-time job too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, very different know, if you got like a 12-hour job and you try and do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the same it simplistic fucking approach for every single person, but yeah. it's gotten lost these days. Like people are trying to Let's jump. bring it back, man. Yeah, people yeah. are trying to jump. So that's what, I mean, that's what we've been trying to do in the mentoring is just yeah. trying to simplify shit. And it's, really, that. it's really cool seeing a lot of the trainers that I work with that are getting really, really good results now. Um, you know, their businesses are growing because uh, obviously they're getting really good results, but, you know, they're not doing anything fancy. They're just doing their job yeah. properly, um, yeah. I guess. And, yeah, and, and it's end of the day, moral of it. Do more of that. Do less of the other fuck around. Garbage, ego, yeah. Ego stuff. And, uh, and you'll find that, you know, it's a very easy industry to succeed in, I think. But you just have to... You know, solve problems. That's your That's job. It. You're a problem solver. I love it, man. Yeah. I reckon that wraps it up. Perfect. Mate, thank you for coming on board. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. No um, problems, man. In ways of how people, for my listeners that um, don't know who you are, right. how do they reach out to find you? Um, I'll let you drop some information. Yeah. So you can search on Instagram at, at physique code. Um, my personal page is Richard underscore physique code. Uh, and we have a website which is www.physiquecode.com nice and easy three yeah. easy ways <laughs> I love it um, yeah like I said thank you Richard for coming on board mate uh, on the podcast I uh, hope the listeners really enjoyed it um, the Richard's Instagram handle will be dropped under the description on the podcast please click on go give him a follow and check out his awesome page thanks mate thank you